Welcome to Dial a Sermon from the parishes of Balbra and Clown. This is a sermon I preached for Racial Justice Sunday. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I wonder if you're a fan of Call the Midwife. It's a programme I enjoy because it maps out our own social history as a nation in a very human way and all in the context of a church community through the nuns at Nonata's house. When the character Lucille Anderson arrives in England from Jamaica in 1960, she is not prepared for the fact that she will be seen as a curiosity, both in her workplace and her place of worship. A committed Christian, raised by middle-class parents in a place described as the most English town in Jamaica, like many of the Windrush generation who answered the call of Minister of Health Enoch Powell to come to England and work, she felt a sense that England was home. As the first and only black nurse at Nanata's house, she experiences what a lot of her colleagues don't. From a genuine curiosity, from some of her patients who may not have been used to seeing a black person, to more overt racism. For Lucille, such discrimination is confusing because it lies so contrary to the perception of herself as someone who hails from a nation that perceives England as the mother country. It also completely contradicts the open arms with which people like Enoch Powell and the British government welcomed those from the Caribbean islands because they wanted them to help rebuild Britain's workforce and economy. My friend Chinny MacDonald reflects on this in this way. These are her words. In thinking about the experiences of otherness Lucille has in Call the Midwife, it might be easier to stomach if we were to believe that her experiences are a thing of the past and that society has moved on. It would be easy to feel that racism, discrimination and prejudice are no longer issues a civilised society needs to deal with. However, the truth is that 25 years after the Macpherson report and decades since the Windrush, many people of colour continue to face multiple forms of discrimination on a daily basis. Racism is pervasive in society as a whole, but the heartbreaking thing is that it is also prevalent within the UK church, a space which is supposed to be a place of welcome and belonging, in which the barriers between races and genders and generations are broken down. As we read in Ephesians chapter 2, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Chinny continues, As an immigrant to the UK and a Christian, I sometimes reflect on how my Nigerian family and I were received by the churches we attended. When you are a black family of five turning up at all-white churches in places like Hertfordshire or Kent or Hampshire, people notice. I recall my parents being asked once by a woman on the welcome team why they had chosen that particular church to attend instead of the black church down the road. I'm sure she thought her question was harmless, but I have never forgotten it. It suggested that not only did she see our race first, rather than see us as members of God's big family, her family, but that the norm she had become accustomed to was that white people were in one place and black people were supposed to be in another. This view lies so contrary to the gospel, a gospel that breaks down divisions between men and women, between slaves and free, between God and humanity. As Christians, we need to recognise our brokenness 
and realise that each of us holds prejudices about others. Each of us can at times draw boundaries that include some and exclude others. Each of us is in danger of falling into the trap of single story. Before I moved to the UK with my parents when I was aged four, it never occurred to me that I was African. And therefore it had never occurred to me that people would have a story in their heads about me as soon as they saw me or heard my name. But from a very young age, from going to primary school in south-east London in the 1980s, I very soon discovered the stories that people had about Africa, and therefore me, in their heads. Do you live in the jungle? Have you ever seen a lion? Did you have food to eat when you were in Africa? Rather than the heterogeneous, wonderful diversity of Africa that I know now know exists, I was reduced to one single story. Nigerian author Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie once said this in her TED Talk on the danger of a single story. The single story creates stereotypes, and the problem with stereotypes is not that they are untrue, but that they are incomplete. They make the one story become the only story. As humans, we simplify each other into the stories that we have about each other, and we decide straight away whether another is one of us or one of them, an insider or an outsider. For many of those that came to Britain on the Empire Windrush, their experience was of being outsiders, of being excluded rather than included. But in the church, it shouldn't just be about inclusion. It should be a radical inclusion, regardless of where we are come from. We read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord, and in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Through this radical inclusion with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone, the passage describes how we are being built together, the barriers between us having been broken down, become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Radical racial reconciliation is a stunning reflection of the ultimate reconciliation that exists between humanity and God. In Christ, Paul teaches us there is no longer any distinction between outsiders and insiders. There is no us and them. There are no assumptions made about a person apart from that they are a child of God. Now, it would be easy to think that Racial Justice Sunday isn't relevant to us here in Balborough, but it should mean everything to us because it is about our very identity in God. Fighting for racial justice is about acceptance before God and acceptance of one another. It is about recognising that we are all children of God. That when we say the creed, we are saying it together with our brothers and sisters in the church all around the world, from all races and languages. Jesus' death on the cross brings down the dividing wall between us. There is no more outside and inside. We must challenge ourselves when we meet a person and decide what their story is before they've had a chance to share it. 
We must repent of the times we have treated someone differently because of the colour of their skin or their name or where they're from. If we are each open and aware of the love God has for us, we have to see others with the same eyes as Jesus, the same eyes of love for all his children. Let us work to celebrate that radical inclusion we have in Christ and the way he breaks down the barriers we make between each other. Amen.